Hi, Sherry Honeycutt, life and business coach here, and welcome to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast, where my mission is to help you get out of your velvet rut and stop waiting to have the life and business you crave. This is a podcast where I help you get crystal clear about what you want, take inspired action, and step into the power you already possess. I help you get off your butts, B-U-T. I help you lose the weight, W-A-I-T, and create your unique life and business on your terms. Because it won't accidentally happen, my friends. It just won't. So lean into today's content, make the intention to take away a nugget or two, and most importantly, commit to implementing something. If you want to be happy and successful, whatever that means to you, then you must design your life and business on purpose. And I'm here to help you do just that. So let's go. Welcome to this week's podcast, where I talk to you about things that are on my mind in this particular week, at this particular time. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the middle. And as I say that, I think about my dear friend, Jeannie, who used to, we used to raise our kids together and did a lot of things together. And she would comment on how much I disliked the middle. She's the one that really first noticed that I love the start of things. I love the idea of things. And then of course I love to cross the finish line, but the middle where was just wah, wah, not where I wanted to put my energy And since she brought that into my forefront of my mind, I realized just how much I was uh, fueled by the excitement that comes at the beginning of something. Of course, the excitement that comes at the end. But guess what? Most of life is lived in the middle. And and so until I began to understand that the middle also needed to feel juicy and exciting, I was spending my life chasing the next beginning or, you know, couldn't wait till something could end where I could cross the finish line, which was actually didn't happen very often because I didn't spend time doing the stuff between the beginning and the end. So when you, if you can relate to this, what we do with those of us who don't love that, what we might consider the more boring middle, we just start new things all the time and we finish few of them. And so one of the ways that we can begin to finish the things that we want to have done or have gotten off our plate is to make peace with the middle, make peace with the middle. So I've been uh, thinking about that for years and realizing So now in my own life, I I won't say it's healed. I won't say that I love the middle, but I'm beginning to embrace the, what I call the unsexy middle. And so let me see if these, this will resonate with you. So it might be boring or at least uneventful to take a hundred dollars out of every one of your paychecks or a hundred dollars every month and put it away for the future right? That is so unsexy, right? You take $100 and you just put it away where you're not looking at it anymore. Okay. But do you know what happens when you do that enough times? Then you, you know, what's very sexy is to take that money out and go buy an airline ticket to Italy. Now that's sexy as hell, right? Absolutely. 
You know what's not sexy is the four days that I spent downstairs cleaning out my basement. I'm going to do another podcast about that at some point, I'm sure. But four days of methodically throwing away the burnt out extension cords, tossing away the 27, not tossing, but donating the 27 screwdrivers that I didn't need because I had 30 other ones, you know, unsexy. But you know what is sexy or we'll fill in another word, thrilling or exciting or at least peaceful is now I can walk down in my basement and it's not cluttered and I know where everything is. Do you know what's not sexy? Keeping track of your finances. But what is sexy is sending everything off to your accountant, bingo, bango. Do you know what might not be sexy is sitting down every day to write for an hour, but what really is sexy is seeing your written works published out in a book or in an, in an article or even just something well-written that you've put out on social. I think you're getting what I'm talking about here, right? Is that the middle really is where we live most of our life. You know, our health is a combination of lots and lots of unsexy moments. There's a a line in Atomic Habits by James Clear where he has interviewed, and I hope I get this right, interviewed someone um, about who are the greatest athletes. And, And this particular person said, whoever's willing to be the bored the most, whoever is willing to be bored, which what he meant was go to the gym over and over and over, is the person who comes out on top. So how do we make peace with the middle? Well, I think part of it is is really owning our own um, preoccupation with the thrill or the adrenaline. And Jung would, Jung would say it, I believe, that we need to embrace the ordinary. And I'm not a Jungian psychiatrist. I probably misquoted that terribly. But doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound like something that he might say? Is we have to embrace the ordinary. And, that, and, and I know that's a Buddhist teaching. You know, we need to cut wood and carry water and live in the present moment of that. So part of it is laying down our need to dream and fantasize and have this real magical thinking that everything needs to be bliss and beauty and a a high adrenaline, that we need to have, you know, these peak experiences after peak experiences after peak experiences, that the reality is those are made up of lots of hard work or lots of boring tasks. I think it's Cher who said it took her 10 years to be an overnight success. Get that. It takes 10 years to be an overnight success. None of us are going to achieve the things that we want just by standing up one day and saying, you know, I want to do that. No, most everything we want requires effort and requires us to do the same thing over and over and over, essentially to live in the middle between the day we realize we want something and the day that we get it the day that we get it. So I don't have any hugely significant tips about how to live in the middle, except to, to first do what I had to do, which is acknowledge that I was avoiding the middle. And what I mean by that is I kept coming up with new things that I was going to go for. And I didn't realize it. But part of that was that my I was attached to that excitement that came at the beginning of an idea. And so what I was doing was cheating myself sometimes out of actually taking an idea all the way out to the end because I wasn't willing to be bored or I was chasing the high of the next idea. So it requires a lot of discipline, a lot of discipline for some of us, maybe not you, but it sure did for me. 
The other is another tip might be is that we look at the pieces in the middle and reframe them just a little bit. So for example, let's take something that I find to be unsexy, which is taking care of finances. Uh, it just, it's, I don't like numbers. It's not the way I'm wired, whatever excuse, whether real or imagined exist, taking care of financial things isn't my, my bailiwick. Okay. But what I do kind of get off on <laughs> is being organized. So I might not love the thing I'm organizing here, but I'm sort of focusing on the other part. Oh, I love being the person who stays on top of things. And you guys, I just want to say as a sidebar, I'm not a person who naturally stays on top of things really well. So I'm not just leaning into to something that I do pretty mindlessly. I have to work hard at it. And I've come to appreciate it when I do. So I've kind of reframed some things that I might someday see as boring. And I'm finding the parts of them, kind of reframing them, looking at them in a different way and go, oh, that really does crank my cranker. Look how I love that I am in charge or I love that I know what's going on or I love that I can have the peace that comes with that. And so again, I'm just trying to think things, make things a little sexier, even if they're not the most sexy thing in the world, right? I know that uh, there was a long time I was taking three $100 bills and putting them away in an envelope for travel. And there were days I would just take that money down off the shelf and look at the stack of $100 bills. Is there a way for you to go and look at your progress of the middle. You know, my my in-laws who I adore, they're gardeners. And every day they go out into their garden and look at it, right? And there's that funky time between when you put stuff in the ground and when it begins to harvest. Or even even in the winter, you, you can walk around your garden with making plans for the next spring when you're going to plant things. They find ways for that to be really exhilarating, even in the time that, quote, nothing major is happening you know they're not there it's not fruit the fruit's not there yet and the vegetables aren't there yet so how can you take and go and look at your progress midway and really take that in and go oh this is something I'm doing you know it's not necessarily the finish line when my first husband and I we built two different houses together and we would walk those houses when it was just, you know, two by fours and, and and the flooring and you know, we would just walk it and think it and we were we were really trying to be excited in the middle between the idea and when we were going to move into it. So, so I hope this is landing. This is going to be a short little podcast here, but I'm hoping this is landing that we need, if you're like me, that we have a fairly short attention span or we love the thrill. Okay. We love the thrill of something new or a new idea. And then, then this, this podcast is for you is to really understand that that's not where we're going to live most of our life. And I do believe there are people whose personalities are much more content in the middle. And if that's you, come sit by me, rub off on me just a little bit, because I am not a person who is content in that way. I do know I've got very good friends who really, really are. And if that's you, then then you're, you're golden in this arena. But for those of us who find it boring, or we lose our sense of, of connection to the actual goal, 
So I guess here's one last tip is that if you're doing something in service of something bigger, let's say you're saving those that money to go on a trip or you're taking, you know, you're trying to show up every day and take care of your health in a very systematic way and you're not really seeing or feeling a whole heck of a lot different, you've got to keep your why out in front of you. You've got to keep your why am I doing this? Why am I showing up every day at 630 to do exercise online? Why am I showing up every day to write when three quarters of the time I feel like I've got nothing to say? Why am I tucking away a few hundred dollars for something down the road when I could really use that right now? You've got to have a way or I encourage you to have a way to stay connected to what it is that you're doing. Your why in the service of what are you doing these pieces in the middle? I know I have a chore chart. Yes, I do have a chore chart on my refrigerator. And it tells me kind of which chores to do. And I don't always follow it, but which chores to do. And if I did it, everything would sort of stay relatively clean all the time. If I did a little bit of something every day. Why do I want that? Because I want to live in a home that feels good to me. Okay, that I and I have to remember that because what happens if I don't stay on top of it, I start to get all crichety and crabby and a little embarrassed. And then I might not call people to come over, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't end up having the life that I want to live, you know, and I'm all about designing the life you want to live. If I don't stay on top of that, then the, the byproduct is I don't do the things that I want to have done. But that chore chart has to have has to be connected to my why. Why do I want to do a chore every day so that I'm not overwhelmed on the weekends or that I don't ever have to live in a home that's not awesome, <laughs> that's, that's so terribly cluttered. So the middle, the unsexy middle. And let me speak to those of you who are business owners. Oh, my stars, is our life filled with unsexy things, right? Write another post, write another email, make another podcast. You know, it's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And again, while we might do each of those things and they mean a lot to us, uh, for the ultimate why on a daily basis it's not the most thrilling you know heartbeats at 100 miles an hour Uh, and especially if what you do is not something you get to do every day meaning like back when I was primarily a speaker I didn't go out and speak every day which was what I loved doing the most. I don't coach every day, and I love coaching, but I may not coach every single day. But every single day, I've got to do some things in order for me to build a business where I'm a coach. Again, a lot of rather unsexy actions have to happen. So you can first accept them, (laughs) reframe them when you can, stay in touch with the why you're doing it while you're doing it and make sure (laughs) make sure that you start enough things in your life or you have enough variety in your life that you're kind of you know some things are coming to fruition at the same time other things are starting so let's make up an example you know you may be harvesting things in the garden that you're planted but you're also planting new seeds in another part of your life you know where with ideas around you know different projects or things you want to learn so that our life is not just 100% the boring unsexy middle but that we're experiencing the beginnings of things we're experiencing the crossing the finish line in other arenas and and also enduring enduring and finding a way to love the middle the middle
That's what I have for you this week. I hope it's helpful. I hope it's sparked for you at least some acknowledgement about where you might lean in and, and love the middle a little bit more. Or maybe you've not been starting enough things to begin with because you have just felt like it's too hard. Whatever this has done for you, I hope you take away a nugget and go out and do it and have a phenomenal week. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Your Life on Purpose podcast, and I sure hope that you're taking away something that you can begin to use today. Speaking of things you can use, I have lots of free things over at SherryHoneycut.com, and the one I want to highlight at today's podcast is something I call Work Your Butt Off, and I spell it B-U-T. Let's get those butts worked off, and it is a 30-day program to help you get your butts off the couch. It's 30 videos, it's a 75-page workbook, I think, and it's free to help you begin to take deliberate action toward getting that thing or those things done. So that's what I've got for you. I would love to invite you over to sherryhoneycut.com. Click under cool stuff and you'll find that. You'll also find the link in the show notes and in the description of this podcast. Y'all, I'm here to help you take action because action is how we begin to get new thoughts around our life. So go check it out. Get your free copy of this course uh, that I've designed and go and design your best life. Until next time.